So good to be with everybody this morning. How many of y'all are thankful for what God's done in your life? Amen. Come on. Are y'all thankful for what God's done in your life? Do y'all remember who you used to be? <laughs> I remember who I used to be. And I know that God has done a wonderful work in my life. I'm so glad to be with you guys. This feels so good to be with. How many of y'all, this is your first time back? Raise your hand. This is your first time back through all this. Raise your hand high. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I was talking, where's Jim Horn at? He said, there's nothing anointing like a 3D anointing. This is the 3D anointing right here. So, And those who are at home, we love you. We miss you. We're glad that you're here joining us as well as we get into God's word and um, to see what he has for us. So if you want to turn in your Bibles or all you tech people, you can turn on your Bibles. We're going to go into Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. You know, as I was preparing what God uh, was wanting to to just, you know, speak with us and share through through me is he said, just give him word, just give him scripture. We've been listening to a lot of junk on social media, a lot of junk on the news. Let's just open the word of God. And let's just read the word of God and let the, what the word of God does do what he does. All right. Amen to that. Ephesians chapter two, we're going to be in verse 12 on there. Then also we're going to jump to Ephesians three and then I'm going to uh, scan through some other scriptures that you guys can just follow along on the screen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. Let me just take a quick. Paul is writing this to Gentiles. Us. That's who we are. This is for us. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises of God promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were afar off from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by the means of his death on the cross. And our hostility towards each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him. And peace to the Jews who were near him. Who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because what Christ has done. We're going to jump... Yeah, we're going to keep going right here. Verse 19. Now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him. Becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. We're going to jump to chapter 3, verse 6. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are a part of the same body and both enjoy the promises, the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. Verse 10, I really want you to lean into this one. All right. 
This is very important. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. What what purpose? God did all this. What did he do? He united people together under himself. Why? To show the principalities and the powers, the angels and even the demons that this is God's plan. Isn't that good? It's so good. Y'all got to shout back at me. I, I'm excited about this. Isn't that good? It's good. In the Bible, there wasn't black or white. It was Jews and Gentiles. There was those that God promised had had a special people that he was going to use to bring salvation to the rest of the world. It was God's chosen people and everyone else was Gentiles. But through Christ, it's torn. That's torn. And now we're united together as one. So we're family. We are family. The unity that God brings to his church is displayed within the spiritual realm. Chaos, dissension. Hatred, anger, unforgiveness, and envy are on display in this world because it is the opposite of what Christ has accomplished on the cross. The church of Jesus is the only pure, glorified, beautified, perfectly unified organization in the world today because it is more than an organization. It is an organism, Christ's body, and we are his family. We are his family. Amen. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about like it or not, we're family. Like it or not, we're, turn to your neighbors. They like it or not, we're family. Turn to your spouse because, you know, the best fights happen when you're on your way to church. So turn to your spouse and say, like it or not, we're family. We're family. Uh, let's pray again. Father, I thank you for your word and the truth that it is in our lives. God, thank you that. That we are family, that we are a part of you, that you are our father and that we're brothers and sisters. We love you. We glorify you in Jesus name. Lord, I pray. May we have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to perceive that what you want to speak to us, Lord. I pray for humility and I pray for openness across this room. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. How many of you guys have siblings? Maybe you grew up with siblings. Raise your hand. Yeah. All right. So I grew up with siblings. Um, and some of y'all know my sister, Emily. Emily is married to Randy and uh, Emily and Randy Rodden. They're a wonderful couple. And my sister and I grew up with four, ki- four, uh, three brothers. There's four of us. I think we have a picture. We have a picture. Yeah. So there's my three brothers right there. Jonathan's on the left. Josh is right there. Of course, me and then my brother, Jordan. And so, you know, life was awesome. Then my sister came along. And uh, we got the next picture with my sister. This is what she does to us. So she makes it. <laughs> this is me and my siblings having a great time. You know, I love my brothers and my sister. We had a, I love my upbringing. It was great. We have a lot of fond memories, but a lot of things were kind of hard. You know what I'm talking about? If you have siblings, you know what I'm talking about. I've had, I've had so many embarrassing moments that were caused by my brothers I remember being on the phone, maybe not, you know, I was on the phone with a girl that I liked or, you know, her name is Jennifer or something. And my brother would get on the other line. Y'all remember those days on the other line and he would get on the other line and he'll say, Hey, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know you were on the phone. Oh, Hey, by the way, Elizabeth called. She really misses you. She loves you. She got your message. I'm like, no, 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 that's not true. Yeah. She wants you to call her back. You know, things like that. That's what he'll do. 
Or he'll get on and say, hey, uh, oh, I didn't know you on the phone. Yeah, the doctor called about that result, and it's not looking too good. You know, just embarrassing moments. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but I fought with my brothers, and not just like fighting arguments. We fought with fists. I mean, we fought. You know, that's, we scrapped. And um, I remember one time, this was before Holy Spirit. This is before Jesus. We were fighting so bad. I remember sitting at the kitchen table and my brother, Jonathan, the oldest, he was just getting on to me about something and I was just getting angry at him. And I'm sitting there with my glass of tea and we're sitting there at dinner. He just keeps talking to me and I take my glass of tea and I throw it right in his face. And I knew it was on. So right when I did that, I just went ahead and got up because I knew it was on. So I, I did that. I get up. He pushes my back and a spirit came upon me, but it was not the Holy Spirit. I took that glass and I reared back like Nolan Ryan and I threw it and it shattered all on his shoulder. Blood's everywhere. To this day, glass is still in his shoulder. And it was really bad. Then we went at it after that. But I had some I had some tough, tough times as siblings. But I have some fond memories as well. Because part of it, growing up with brothers. See, I could fight with my brothers. I got two sons. They, they could fight with each other. But when someone from the outside comes in and they start messing with family, family like, what? Hold on. Who are you? Uh-uh. I don't think so. You're not going to mess with him. And so my brothers always had my back. The very, the, I think the, for the, I only been on two fights when I was a kid outside of my brothers. But in those two fights, guess who were there? My brothers. They were there rooting for me. <laughs> they were there helping me. They were there protecting me. You know, that's who we are as the body of believers. That's who we are. We're family. And in this time, we have to know that in this time of hostility, we've got to remember we're family, that we're unified in Christ Jesus. Amen. Today, there is an assault on the church, and a line is being drawn for us to decide which camp of conviction we are in in our society. This assault is to divide the church from its identity and mission. It's broken down into racial issues, law issues, law enforcement issues, social issues, political issues. But we must never bow to the world systems of belief. Their convictions are all lies. The truth is there is an evil spirit of Antichrist alive and working today. His mission is that of old to deceive the world. To cause disunity, to steal, to kill, to destroy, to silence the, to silence the truth of God and to prevail against his church. And we must remember, it has always been the kingdom of darkness, this world, versus the kingdom of God. But the victory is this, Jesus is king. God's truth will endure to all generations and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Amen. We are on the offense, not the defense. Gates are defense. If the gates of hell will not prevail, that means we are on the offense. We have the truth. And through Christ, God has given us the power of unity as his family. We must stay unified. We must stay unified. The enemy is on the prowl and he's looking at us and he's trying to divide us, but we must stay unified. How do we stay unified as a family? I'm going to give you a few points and then, we'll, and then we'll wrap up. Number one, how do we stay unified as a family? We need to know that this is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. 
Ephesians 6. Put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are fighting against human beings that are on Facebook all the time. Is that what that says? No. I'm sorry. I'm the wrong word. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be able to stand firm. We're in a battle. We got to finish and we got to stand firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. What's the belt of truth? The truth of God's word. We have to be surrounded by the truth of God's word. We, that's the only thing that's going to hold all this up. We have to be surrounded by the truth of God's word. God's word is true. The enemy is a liar. We have to know the truth. We have to know it inside and out. And the body of armor of God's righteousness. You know, a Roman soldier, they would put on their breastplate. That would, that would, that would protect their vital organs. In the same way, in the spirit realm, we put on our, the breastplate of righteousness, protecting our spirit man, knowing that we are being made right with God. Not by what we've done, but what he has done. And so we are putting that righteousness on. I am made right with God. Not by what I've done, but what he does. My spirit man is made right. I am righteous in his sight. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. We need to put on the shoes of peace. So no matter where you go, if you go in the marketplace, where you go back to work, or you go into your neighborhood, or you get into social media, if you get on Facebook or wherever you're at, you're supposed to be carriers of peace. So not peace, we don't keep peace, we make peace. Wherever there's not peace, we bring peace. We're supposed to be peacemakers. So we shod our feet. We put on our feet with the gospel of peace. And listen, the good news is still the good news. The answer is still Jesus. And the the answer is the gospel. I say that because there's many pastors today that are being ridiculed and made fun of. and say, oh, you're preaching that old stuff. You're preaching that old, I'm telling you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. We've got to preach the gospel. The gospel is, there's still power in that. He is still the answer. Verse 16, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows. I'm telling you, put your faith up, guys. Put your faith up, women. Put your faith up. Whatever Satan is throwing at you, say, nope, I, I don't believe that. I'm putting my faith in God and who he is and how he's victorious. Put on salvation. Put the helmet of salvation on the battlefield of your mind. I am saved. I am bought. I am delivered. I am set free. I'm putting that on. I am taking control of my mind by, by reminding myself who I am. We sang that, sang that this morning. He, he said who I am. I am who he says I am. Amen. Take on the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit at all times. I think we kind of miss this part. We think of the armor of God, but then we forget about this last verse. I know I have grown up that it's pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So I got a question. Take inventory just of this week. How many posts have you made? Versus how many prayers you have offered up. How many posts have you made on social media versus how many prayers you've lifted up in the prayer closet? 
Listen, I know. There's been many times I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to post this. Oh, man, I got to delete that. I shouldn't say that. Well, I'm going to make this comment real quick. Oh, that's just. And then the Holy Spirit like, no, you don't need to say it. I had to delete it. And I'm just constantly getting reminded, are you praying for all believers everywhere? Or are you complaining against believers everywhere? I don't know about you, but that's me. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Convict me. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, which means natural. They're not clubs and swords and guns and pepper spray and tasers. But they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We can, we can diffuse a situation without weapons, but weapons in the spirit. How do we stay unified as a family? Number two, we need God's wisdom and spirit. We need God's wisdom and spirit. We can't do this alone. This is in James chapter three. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. If this does not speak to us now, I don't know what will. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above. It is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We have to have God's spirit. We have to have God's wisdom. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And we need his wisdom, which comes from the word of God. We did we not. The wisdom of God was on display for the for the spiritual realm. Why? To show that his unifying of people is his plan. Walk in wisdom. We need the wisdom of God. We need his Holy Spirit. I need his Holy Spirit every single day. I was filled with the spirit back in you know five years ago. Great. Are you filled with the spirit of this moment? It's a keep be being filled of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. Lord Jesus, I just pray. I open my heart to you. I humble to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today. And give me your wisdom. We need the wisdom of the Lord. So not only do we, we need wisdom, and not only do we need the Spirit, but also we need to stay unified by being humbled and encouraged. To be humbled and encouraged. Hebrews 10 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not think about ways to motivate people to get angry and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We got to encourage each other, guys. One of my heroes in the, in the faith is, is somebody named Joseph of I think Cyprus. Yeah, Joseph. Was, y'all know who Joseph, Joseph of Cyprus, who he was? He was a man who had property and he sold it and gave it to the apostles and laid it at his feet. 
and he was he he was an amazing leader, amazing encourager. He loved people. He that was his thing. He encouraged people so much. He he did that so well that they actually gave him a nickname for it. Son of encouragement, Barnabas. So Joseph is now nicknamed Barnabas. And y'all know the story of the Apostle Paul, but when he was, he would, his conversion, when he bowed his heart and his life to Jesus, he was infamous for persecuting the church. And when he received, when he received Christ into his life, he wanted to meet after some time, he wanted to meet up with the apostles in Jerusalem. So he shows up and the apostles don't want anything to do with him. They know his story. They know what, how he's persecuted church. Like, I ain't doing, I'm not hanging out with that guy. I don't even want to talk to this guy. And they shunned him except for one guy. Barnabas. Barnabas said, hey, let me hear your story. Let me, let me, tell me what's going on. And he listened to his story. And he, he discerned, this is Christ. This is, this is what God, this is God's work. This is what he's doing. So he brings Paul to the apostles and brings him in the fellowship. Well, let's fast forward a little bit, a little bit ahead. Barnabas and Paul are now tight and they want to be missionaries. So they go out and they mission, they, they do missionary journeys and they're spreading the good news. The first place they go to is Cyprus. That's Barnabas's old country, that island out there. So that's where they went. And they had some, they had an entourage. They had a guy named John Mark. His name was, they went by Mark and Mark would join them. And so it was Paul and Barnabas and others and Mark. And after a while, it doesn't say, it doesn't say why. It doesn't give us a description why, but Mark leaves them and he heads back to Jerusalem and there's some scholars that people think maybe he was scared or maybe he didn't agree that the Gentiles uh, were easy. They can receive the kingdom so easily. We don't know the reason, but he left. Mark left. And so Paul and Barnabas are still going out. They're getting persecuted, but they're still spreading the good news of Jesus. And all of a sudden, go a little bit further in the story. Mark wants to join up with him again. Mark wants to join him. Barnabas is like, yeah, awesome. Look, come on board. Paul does not want him to. Come, he does not want them to join him. They start arguing. Barnabas and Paul are arguing. They're getting so intense. They're getting into a fight like brothers do. And they're fighting about it and they're bickering about it. And it gets so bad that Barnabas and Paul split ways. And Barnabas takes Mark and Paul takes Silas. And they go their separate ways. Barnabas joins Mark and Paul joins Silas and they go their separate ways. Fast forward a few more years later, Paul's in prison and he's writing a letter to his young spiritual son named Timothy. And in, I think it's second Timothy chapter two, he tells Timothy, Hey, bring Mark when you come. He's useful for ministry. Why? Because Paul remembers there was a man years ago that encouraged him. And that same man is encouraging Mark. Can you imagine if there was no Barnabas, there would be no gospel of Mark. Maybe, maybe Paul never had a chance to do missionary journeys. Who knows? There was one man that we just kind of skim over in scripture. He was an infamous encourager. He loved people. He helped people. He saw the best in people. We need Barnabases today. 
We need those that are saying, you know what? I disagree with you, but I'm going to love you anyways. I see God in you. I see potential in you. And I want to speak life on you. I, I just want to speak good things around you. Can we, can we walk together? Maybe can we get coffee sometime? Listen, I'm telling you, the best thing for you to do with somebody you disagree with is don't comment on their social media page. Send them a message. Say, hey, can we meet up for coffee? I just want to get to know you a little bit more. That diffuses the enemy. That diffuses his work. We need some Barnabases in our church today. We need to encourage one another to do good works. Listen, the world is always going to be the world. Wickedness is always going to be wickedness. Satan's plans are always going to be Satan's plans. Let's talk about the church. You and I have the responsibility to walk in unity as a family. Amen. And we need to humble ourselves. We don't have it all figured out. I've been following the Lord for 30, 40 years. You don't have it figured out. I don't have it figured all out. Where is God? What does God want to change in you at this moment? Ask the Holy Spirit that right now. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in me? Holy Spirit, highlight that spot in my heart that needs to change. I want us to pray the few moments that we have left. I want us to pray. And if you're with family or people that you've been hanging out with, just grab their hand. I know we're not going to kind of grab hands all throughout the room, but if you're with your family, I want you to go ahead and grab, grab your spouse's hand or your kid's hand. If you're online and you're watching, I want you to, if you're sitting around the table or around your couch, I want you to grab your spouse's hand, your family's hand, your children's hand. We're going to pray together. And we're going to ask God to do work in us before he could do work, any more work through us. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we come before your throne with humility in our hearts. Father, forgive us. We have walked in flesh. Forgive us where we have stepped into anger into hatred forgive us father we need your help we know that this is a spiritual battle but father we need your wisdom we need your holy spirit and we humbly ask father for those in our lives right now in jesus name father do a work in me change me change me father right now in jesus name our country needs you and you alone revival starts in the hearts and homes of this people i pray for a spirit of revival right now to sweep across our hearts and our homes right now in Jesus' name. As we are touching and agreeing, as we are praying in unison, Father, I pray, may your work and your Holy Spirit do what it needs to do. Father, convict us. Show us where our error is. Father, give us the courage to change. Open our eyes to the things that are not yet surrendered to you. Father, I pray, let your Holy Spirit come through the hearts, the homes of our hearts. God, have every area, have every hidden area of our lives. I pray for every closet to be open in Jesus' name. I pray that everything that's hidden will come to light. Father, have your way in us. We need you. 
We need you. And Father, we speak peace in our city. We speak peace in this country. We speak peace that only comes from the gospel over our, over our world. God, we thank you that you're moving, that you are not done. In Jesus' name, amen. I know the news may seem grim. I know the news may seem negative. But do not count out the church of Jesus Christ. We still have a voice. We are not shut up. We still have the answer. So I want to encourage you, though things seem negative, there's a lot of positive that's going on. There's worship services that are happening. I just watched a video of a worship service happening in Minneapolis on the streets. Listen, the church is alive. God is still moving. Be encouraged. Be unified. Be filled with His Spirit. In the name of Jesus, let me say a blessing over you. If you want to stand for me, please. Father, I bless the families and the individuals of Family Worship Center. Father, I thank you that your angels go before us and guard us and camp about us in all of our ways. Father, I thank you as we sang this morning that you are a way maker. You are a way maker. So, Father, you know every need in here. You know every financial and physical need, every relational relationship need. Father, I pray that you make a way, that you perform, that you do. You do your work. And, Father, I speak life over them in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you that they're protected from hurt, harm, and all evil. Father, I thank you that their identity in you is being sharpened. Father, that they are knowing the hope and the calling that's in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray as we go about this week that your Holy Spirit will continue to show us what we need to change. And Father, give us encouragement, not discouragement, encouragement over every person. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You all be blessed. Have a fantastic week. Thanks again for joining us. If this was your first time, drop us a comment in the comment section. We've got an amazing team that would love to connect with you. Also, just let us know what your favorite part of the service was. And as always, welcome to the family. We'll see you next week.